There are a lot of strengths on this Penn State football team, but how about we discuss some of the weaknesses, some of which could possibly decide games. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day. I'm Zach Seiko. I'm your host of the show. Joined once again by Matt Fortner over with Lightner Communications in Altoona, covering Penn State sports and so much more for the radio cluster. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code LockedOnCollege or enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Matt, this is... You and I were both at Media Day, and there's still so much more to do. I feel like it's important to devote not one, but two, three, maybe four episodes, getting to talk to the coaches, hearing from them, impressors, getting to interview them on the football field, and then the players themselves, talking to Drew Aller for 10 minutes, uh, Nicholas Singleton, and the rest of them. Everything seems like Penn State is in a position to contend for the college football playoff. You got to start smaller, right? You got to win the Big Ten East. You got to get to the Big Ten Championship. You got to win the Big Ten Championship. If you don't do any of those, you don't get to the college football playoff. So the goals are big this season, and you got the five-star quarterback. You got the two, the dynamic duo at running back. You got some veterans in the wide receiver room. Tight end room looks good. Offensive line is the deepest it's been in a decade. Defense, Manny Diaz comes back. So there's a lot of good things about this team, Matt, but I want to take it from a different angle. Weaknesses. The first thing that comes to mind, I know this is boring and no one's going to look at this as a, as a hot take or something that's going to, but special teams. Yeah. For me, special teams is the weak and special teams has been such a good thing to this Penn state football team over the past four five, six years. I really started to believe that, Hey, they're punter. You Blake Gilligan, Jordan Stout, Barney, a more good season last year. And here we are uh, special teams, not going to be, as kind in the Nittany Lions, unless they were able to get guys in the transfer portal that are going to totally wow us. But I think the fact that they went out and got a new punter, they got a new kicker already tells me that Penn state's skeptical of what they've had in house. Yeah. uh, I'm not so really concerned about the punting position because I think with, uh, you know, Bichetta, the, how good of a prospect he is. uh, And then bringing in Riley Thompson, bringing him in, I think was a move of not like, Hey, we're going into this with competition. Um, now James Franklin won't and the staff won't uh, gleam until uh, any inside information until uh, closer to the season. But I would think it's Riley Thompson's job to lose. Uh, he was just too good uh, at uh, old dominion transferring over here. Um, so I think, there's not as much worry there, but you got to look at the long snapping position. I think field goal kicking, uh, you don't know what you're going to get production wise there. Um, I, I think as good as Penn State special teams have been of late, uh, the one area you can say you've had concerns is the field goal kicking. And I think that will be uh, another concern going into this season. 
Well, for let's so looking at the field goal kicking, right? Uh, it it helps when you have this offensive line and this running back tandem because then you won't have issues in the red zone. I feel pretty confident about. I think Penn State could lead the Big Ten in red zone efficiency because of the running game. I, they'll match. They'll match Michigan. They'll match Ohio State now because they have that running back group and they have the offensive line to go with it. So when you couple those things in, the reason field goals happen is because you're not good in the red zone. I don't worry about that. Now yeah, I do, yeah, I, but you got to also think though when you come down to crunch time and you know there's not enough time left to in the half, to, yeah, to score to score a touchdown. You know, end of end of the first half, end of the game. Um, we've seen how many times where you know that's an important kick to make. So that's where I think it it worries me the most. But I, I think that is a good point where. I think Penn State's putting themselves in the position where they don't want to have to rely on the kicker as much. Yeah. And for the punting unit, I mean, Jordan Stout would flip fields, right? Uh, I think about why the defense was as good as it was. Now, I know that team went seven and six. They, they They weren't that good of a football team in 2021, and there were injuries and everything else. But uh, that the reason Penn State's defense was so much better, special teams matters, folks. Okay. When you flip the field and an offense has to drive 90 yards instead of 70 or 60, that, that helps the defense. Okay. These things kind of, it's a yin and a yang. They kind of coincide with one another offenses being able to have long, sustainable drives, giving the defense a break. Okay. And then that gets them to create turnovers and get a quick three and out like the offense has to be efficient. They, they can't just go score, 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 score. I mean, you want them to, but at, at some point you got to be able to say, okay, we can play ball control and we can push the pace, the tempo when we need to. And part of doing that is you need a Riley Thompson. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm just not all that overly confident in Alex Paquetta. I know the prospect he was, I know he was tops, yeah. but I, I like Riley Thompson and Matt, not to, not to correct you, but he had, he was one of the top runners in the conference when he was at FAU. He went to Florida yeah, uh, Atlantic. Yeah, for, yeah, 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 yeah. ODU, FAU, totally get yeah. the, <laughs> but uh, coming. And then he's from Australia originally. Those Australian runners, yeah. man, they, uh, they, <laughs> they really know how to uh, boot the pigskin. But anyway, I think that's, that honestly, I don't want it to come down because I, I remember back to the Sam Ficken days when there were a lot of winnable games in that first year with Bill O'Brien and they, it didn't yeah. happen. Okay. Sam, it, I don't look, I, Sam Ficken ultimately had a pro career. Like he's done so yeah. much more. He's come from the lowest of lows and, and made it to the pros. Uh, I don't, I don't see a Sanders, a Haydack, uh being in that situation or an Alex Falcons, but Kicker's the biggest question mark for me. Uh, yep. Punter, I feel a little bit better just because Thompson brings a little bit of a pedigree. Okay, good, co- good competition, and, and and had some awards or some recognition when he played there. He's older too. He's he's a veteran. He's a, a full grown adult. He's not he's not a kid. He has experience in life. So I guess that that's a good thing. But uh, the special teams is getting a complete makeover. You don't know who the punt returner is. Yeah, uh, you know kick returner. And you don't know the long snapper situation either. Chris Stoll was the best long snapper in the country. These things matter. Yep. Yeah, they 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 truly do. I mean, it's those thin margins that are all around. If you want to be a championship team, you've got to be good in every facet of the game, and special teams is one of them. Uh, any other weaknesses you see? I I wish that Penn State had a veteran quarterback in this group. I after yeah. hearing from the coaches and the players, it sounds like. 
they're actually benefiting from it because they've had to grow up that much faster. Yeah. Drew Aller, Bo Prabula, Jackson Small, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not really concerned with any of the three in terms of how far they've matured because they've had to, their feet have been held to the fire and they've had to grow up a lot. And Bo mentioned that to me. He said it was a little bit of a shell shock when Sean Clifford wasn't around, but it forced us to grow up. That was directly from him. Uh, running back room, bringing in Trey Potts solves a lot of things. I think wide receiver is going to be the first thing that that comes to mind yeah. for people. That's a, that's a that's, lazy, that's a lazy take Dante Cephas. As a whole new I, see, I don't think I don't think it's a lazy take because okay, uh, I, wide receiver is not a problem. I don't think it's a problem. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily going to be a problem going into this season, but you have to say I think it's a bit of, you know, if you're going to say it, there's a concern that would be one because first off, you know, you're you're working with a quarterback that. You have never really had that many reps in a in a game situation with um, Dante Cephas is a good player, and I yeah. I don't I think he will have a, a good season for Penn State, but you know he came in into into this late into the equation, so uh, they said as much that uh, he has some catching up to do in terms of terminology knowing the playbook and just gelling with the quarterbacks but you know one of the reasons why and and maybe this is me reading too much into it that I'm I guess a bit concerned at the wide receiver position as well is you know I, I think that was the group other than quarterback obviously that was asked about the most at media mm-hmm. day and to me, it didn't really seem like any of the coaches gave any answers about any particular wide receiver. And that strikes me as a concern because usually James Franklin, especially during press conferences, it's the uninitiated bringing up a player that they've impressed me. And that usually the case is that player ends up being pretty good. Um, maybe it's me reading into things a little too much, but I just don't know, especially with quarterbacks that have not been experienced in terms of, of game situations of mm-hmm. when, other than the, the, the brief stint we saw Drew Aller against Purdue, I, I just don't know how that's going to gel. Um, is there upside there? Yes, I think there's a ton of upside at the wide receiver position, uh, but consistency and experience, I, I think, is a valid point to, to bring out concern about that position this year. Locked on Nittany Lions podcast, discussing everything every single day about this Penn State football team as we are so close to Penn State, West Virginia. Now, there's a lot of deep position groups. I don't want to talk about all the negative here. There are some positives what make this team really good, and we mentioned some of them. We're going to talk about them a little more in depth after a word from our sponsor, and today's sponsor of the show is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Football season is about to kick off. Everybody knows that. That's what we're talking about, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet a Super Bowl winner, you get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. So how about that? You bet a Super Bowl winner, you get free bets. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every single victory. You can use your bonus bets on the spread, player props, 
over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And Locked On Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for HappyValleyInsider.com. Check them out. Penn State rivals all the latest when it comes to football, basketball, recruiting news. Recruiting is going to get uh, – it's going to heat up a little here with uh, Jalen Harvey yep. getting ready to uh, announce something here on Friday. All he said was Friday. <laughs> That's all he said. But uh, more to come here on HappyValleyInsider.com and, of course, Locked On Nittany Lions when, when everything does unfold. Uh, Matt, everybody can follow you on Twitter, X at Matt underscore Bortner. You can follow me on my personal account at Zach underscore Seiko and the Lock on Nittany Twitter X account at Locked on Nittany, of course. <laughs> Have you gotten used to saying that yet? <laughs> it, it feels weird because yeah. it, it's just. It just doesn't it, sound right. I don't X is the letter. It's not a yeah. brand. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. I don't like that. The letter X is yeah. It's, it's the brand. It's the company. So Twitter, when you, when you said X first, at first I was like, what, what is he talking about? Man? Yeah. Then it clicked. <laughs> yeah. So X Twitter, whatever you call it, we'll, we'll acknowledge both of them here, but give us uh, give all the accounts a follow become an everyday or subscribe to locked on Nittany lions uh, on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast to keep up with us. Mac back, back to Penn state football. Uh, and this team, I think the running back group uh, is yeah. very good. The quarterback room isn't deep. Okay. Let, let's just be honest here. The quarterback room isn't deep. The special teams unit isn't deep. This was something that James Franklin brought up. So let's start with this. The safety group I, I thought was interesting. He said that they have a little more depth than last season, but they don't have as much star power. And I'd have to agree when you yeah. have to replace Jair Brown. Yeah. I mean, Jair Brown, you put him, in any position back in the safety position, uh, you ask him to, you know, step up to the line of scrimmage. He could do that. No problem. That's why I think, uh, you know, the star power or, mm-hmm. you know, j- just one player in general and Jair Brown made up for multiple players on the depth chart because he was so versatile. Yep. Um, so I think that is a, a, an interesting point by James Franklin, because, uh, you know, you, you look at Jaquan Brisker, how important he was to, to this defense uh, and they got, I wouldn't say lucky. I mean, they developed him, but Jair Brown stepped in seamlessly uh, into that position. But I, I do think there are capable guys there. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. The star power isn't uh, quite like we've seen the past two or three seasons. I think we do need to talk about cornerback too, just being not yeah. as deep as you would like. Kalen King, you could argue, I, I I will sit here and say he is the best cornerback in the country right yeah. now. I know there's Kool-Aid in Alabama. He's yeah. very good, right? There there are some good pass defenders on the boundary, but Kalen King, Johnny Dixon's expected to take that step forward. Yeah. Daquan Hardy had a shaky season last year, and is he going to bounce back this season? You would hope so, but then what happens Again, knock on wood. This is a wooden desk, folks. Knock on wood because I don't want to speak anything bad into existence. But what happens if any of them are not available? I can't. Well, I, and yeah, I wouldn't they, even say necessarily just what happens if they're not available. You've just you see how important it is to play a lot of cornerbacks, so they're always yeah. fresh, even without any injuries. Penn State's going to need some other guys uh, to step up at the cornerback position. I, I think the one that probably most people are talking about other than those guys is cam miller Mm -hmm. uh he looks the part um so i i think if they want to be you know that that deep cornerback group again this year uh 
we know the storm duck deciding not to come over here. I think Cam Miller is really going to have to take that step to the next level. That's just uh, one player. That's yeah. one player. And he, he didn't appear in that many, he showed up last season, but he didn't appear in, in that many games. He did burn the red shirt though. Yeah. So they, they truly believe in him. I, I just think that, okay, so Cam Miller's the next guy. And then on, honestly, after that, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not confident in the group behind. And then what is their plan with Elliott Washington? He comes in. He's one of the fastest players on the team from what we've seen, what we've heard. I mean, the the speak for itself, he runs a four three. But is he a safety? Is he a nickel cornerback? Is he a boundary? I I hope that he can. They don't need any. Like James Franklin said, there's more players that can play safety. It's just a matter of what level they can play. There's not a lot of guys after Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, the slot, if, if Daquan Hardy yeah. were not to be available in the slot, that is a massive concern for me because, okay, you can bring Cam Miller to rotate in with Johnny Dixon and, and Kalen King, but after who can play the slot, if Daquan Hardy's not available, well, Nobody. I think an, uh, well, I think an interesting piece to look at though, possibly is, is a Keaton Ellis. Is he a guy that you can, okay. you can use as sort of a chess piece on this defense? I don't know. Um, uh, you know, where he stands on his cornerback coverage these days, but that's where he started his Penn State career. But I think also, you know, as a whole, as this defense meshes, I think you got to also look at, you know, that front seven being able to make it an easier job on on the back end of the defense as well. Uh, I mean, we all think that, especially the defensive line, there's so many guys that can get to the quarterback well, maybe that's a group that takes a lot of pressure off off the, the secondary if they have to go deeper uh, into that secondary. So I think that's important as we talk about deep position groups. Um, that, that defensive line especially, they are experienced and loaded with good talent. Well, let's just look at this right now, okay? Uh, if you think about defensive tackles, something that's been the biggest question mark, at least over the past 12 months yeah. or something that the, the group that's been most criticized out of wide receiver, just in general by the Penn state populace defensive tackle, Keziah Izzard, who was a starter once upon a time is now third string, at least yeah. hypothetically, because Jordan Vandenberg has stepped up. I think yeah. Zane Durant can uh, make a push and ultimately be a starter, but you yeah. have Hakeem Beeman, you have Devon Ellis. I, Keziah Izzard being on the third string is is not a bad thing. It means that you actually have depth at that position. And then James Franklin commented on it. They have five dudes at defensive end that all can play. Chop Robinson's better than Zariah Fisher, but I feel good about Zariah Fisher if he needs to play 20-plus snaps. Yeah, and, you know, we – I mean, they did take the hit with uh, uh, Smith Vilbert losing him for the season, but even with that, I mean, they they just have guys that can get after the quarterback. I mean, look at the resurgence Adisa Isaac had last year. If he's able to take another leap this year after being healthy, he's a guy that I think, you know, people tend to forget about uh, how quick he was before and how much um, just hype there was around him before his injury. Uh, So I think he's another guy to look at and say, man – uh, if he breaks out, this is a defensive line that can really get after the quarterback. 
I have no concerns about defensive end, defensive tackle. I'll flip it over to offensive line. Same thing. Offensive line, it's one yeah. of the groups I'm the most confident in because yep. you have star power. You don't have a lot of guys that Variance. can just play football. And and Landon Tangwall said it. I'm, gl- I'm glad that he did. He pointed out the fact that the, the A group and the B group could both start and you yeah. feel confident in it. That's well, and and it's it's not just you know depth. It's depth at in terms of versatility as well. Even mm-hmm. though you're you're too deep at every position, you look at most of these guys. A lot of them can play multiple Anywhere. positions, even at that. So uh, I I think just Phil Troutwine has done not only a great job recruiting, um, which they actually have done a good job in the past at mm-hmm. doing. It's just been the development that has lacked at the offensive line position. But now I think Phil Troutwine has, you know, you're finally starting to see the offensive linemen develop. Not a, and, and add to that is, you know, they've taken that offensive line recruiting to the next level. And Matt, let's go to the final segment because there's so many, there's, there's facts, there's the obvious points about this team, but now it's a matter of predicting what this group can do. The surprise of the season, it, I mean, it's going to take a lot of twists and turns because if you, if you look at the projected starting group, right, and, and you think about uh, what they're all able to do as far as a breakout I, for me, it's Theo Johnson. I, I think he, and deny Dennis Sutton, I think they're going to be the biggest surprises of they take the biggest step forward. Drew Aller has been working with Theo Johnson a lot in the offseason. Yep. One of Theo Johnson's touchdown receptions came from Drew Aller a season ago. It is hard not to say when Dante Cephas is supposed to be your number one receiver, uh, like schematically, he might, I think Keandre Lambert Smith will argue that he might be the most yep. talented himself, but Cephas is going to be your ex. And I look at that and say, well, you're bringing in a transfer to take on a very large type of role. Why not? The guy that's been consistent is a captain of this team. Every time people bring up leadership, Theo Johnson's the first one named. He's uh, just, you can't, he's not human. Okay. He's really, he's not real. (laughs) I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to make it vulgar. He's not real. People know what I'm talking about here. Uh, But at the tight end spot, a six foot six unicorn, who's 260 pounds running down the middle of the field, too big for your safeties to cover and too fast for your linebackers to cover. Good luck when Drew Aller hits him in stride over the seam with a rocket launcher. And I, I think I think he could have double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, I, I mean, he's just, if if he comes into his own, uh, he, he's got the athleticism, he's got the size, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's got the experience. I mean, that's... That's another part of it. Uh, how talented this tight end group is. Uh, it's another year where I think they are. Um, that's a position where you're deep once again at, at tight end. But yeah, I think Theo Johnson, especially for a quarterback that is, you know, going to have to have a security blanket at times um, because it, it it's just what it is. A, a freshman quarterback is as talented as Drew Aller is, if, even if he has a fantastic season, you're going to take your lumps, you're going to make your mistakes, but it's how you bounce back from those mistakes. And I, I, I think Theo Johnson, if uh, he can break through, he could be that security blanket type weapon for uh, Drew Aller this season. 
Any other bold predictions? I think Deny Dennis Sutton could have double-digit sacks. I think he pushes Adisa Isaac for playing time. And Chop, Chop Robinson, if you look at it, didn't play a lot of snaps last year for a starting defensive yeah. end. So Deny Dennis Sutton's going to get his opportunities. And I just, I think they're going well, to get he's, creative he's, with he's him. He's good, yeah. And he's good in the run, too. So yeah. um, that's that's will get you more snaps uh, consistently throughout a game. So he he's an all-around uh, a player, but I, I think I'm going to stay on the, the defensive side of the ball for a surprise. I don't, I don't know if it would technically be a surprise, but yeah, I think Curtis Jacobs can take another big leap on okay. this defense because you look at, you know, how he ended his season uh, production wise. He was a guy that you wouldn't have been surprised if he, he made that leap to the NFL yeah. after last season and now with the emergence of Abdul Carter, where you can move those two around so much, yeah. uh, I, I think it's not only an upside for Abdul Carter, who I think uh, by far is you know the star uh, on this defense, other than maybe uh, a King, who is uh, All American status. Well, yep. and then you got Chop Robinson, who is All American status. Name them all. Name them all. Well. Keep them. Keep going. <laughs> but I, I think Curtis Jacobs, maybe he won't be an All American type player. Um, but I, I think he has the capability to really stand out on this defense. Yeah, Curtis Jacobs, uh, NFL scouts view him as the top five linebacker in next year's draft. That's all I'm going to say. If they're in the NFL scouting talent, they know what they're doing. Don't yep. uh, don't listen to the people that make the award watch list because <laughs> they don't. The people that the journalists that write in punters. Uh, just be, Jordan Stout not getting in yeah. uh, years ago and over the record, it, it, the Rutgers punter getting in for the recognition. They don't, yep. they can't watch that much ball for NFL. You get, you lose your job if you can't make these <laughs> kinds of predictions on players. So I'm going to trust them when they say that Curtis Jacobs is a top five linebacker in next year's draft. Matt, it's always great to talk to you. Another edition Absolutely. of Locked on Nittany Lions in the books. And obviously I can't wait to do this again and talk more stuff is we're going to see more open practices, open pra get... a whole open practice yeah. this weekend. Yeah, How exactly. about that? Yeah. So I'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. And like I said, we'll keep breaking it down all here on, on the next shows. So thanks. Yep. Always a pleasure. Uh, just looking forward to the start of football. We're getting close, man.